Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Cast. I'm John Burke, and with me this week is Sean Bowman. Hello, hello. And hey, you stole Corey's greeting. Oh, <laughs> oh that's great. <laughs> Didn't mean to. No, no, Sorry. I'm sure she. It's not copyrighted. Um, <laughs> so we're here, uh, part of our Take Six challenge from February 2019. Uh, we did our preview episode um, last Friday. And this is our first week where we've actually had to watch movies. Sean, you want to give them kind of a rundown of what the Take 6 challenge is? So basically, this is our way of one-upping what we did last year, because last year we did five. So basically, this year, we each assign each other six movies to watch. Um, Each week, we have, uh, for the first two weeks, we have one good movie and one bad movie to talk about. And then the third week, we're going to have the wild cards, which we will reveal at the end of next week's episode. Yep, and that it's gonna basically be uh, the other rules: we good movie, bad movie. The wild cards can be anything, and so it's basically gonna be how do we feel after two weeks worth of movies? Do we want to punish or do we want to reward the other person? I'm worried because of who Sean is. Uh, he has tortured me every chance he's had the opportunity to. Yes, so, I have. Yeah, I'm not sure what's in store for me. Um, I've been, I would say, fairly kind uh, in in res- response, uh, with the exception of Norm of the North, which you get your just desserts next week when I have to watch the straight-to-DVD-esque sequel. Um, you also made me watch The Boss Baby, which was Academy Award-nominated, but horrible. <laughs> to be fair, you probably would have watched it because of the Academy Award nomination. So That is you know. also true. So, I mean, yeah, um, it's that, you know, that completionist in you. But uh, so this week, I was tasked. Uh, we're gonna start with our bad movies first, and I'll talk about the movie, and then you can comment on the movie, and then we'll talk about the movie I made you watch, and I'll talk as much as I can because it's been a while since I've seen the one I made you watch. Um, but Sean challenged me to watch Suspiria, the not the original, but the 2018 version, which is okay because I actually was planning on watching this one anyways. Um, if you're not familiar, the original was uh, Dario Argento. And yes. a beloved horror film by many, many film people. I did not like it's, it. It's one of my favorites of all time. It's in my top 100 of all movies list. I love it. It's brilliant. The original. And this this remake is, is more of like a reimagining, I guess. It's not like a Gus Van Sant's psycho re- shot-for-shot remake. Um, this movie is an hour longer than the Dario Argento original. Uh, directed by Luca uh, Guadagnino. Guadagnino, who did Call Me By Your Name, right? Yes, and A Bigger Splash. Which I still which have not watched. A great movie. Another Tilda Swinton vehicle, too. And Dakota Johnson, right? Uh, yes. I didn't realize they were both in the, both of those movies. That's interesting. Surprised Chalamet yeah, didn't of, have a cameo here. That's part of why they were, um, like, that's part of why they're on this movie is because they work together on A Bigger Splash. Got it. Well, if you haven't put together yet, this movie stars Dakota Johnson, Tilda Swinton, um, you get Chloe Grace Moretz, kind of, and then um, Mia Goth, I, I would say, is kind of like the third build. And then you have a lot of yeah. other actresses um, that show up and do things. Um, kind of looking at names and characters. Uh, Elena... Yeah, it's, it's a lot of people I'm not familiar with, which I'm not, not in any kind of criticism to them. Um, maybe they're, they're bigger in foreign films that I just have not taken or maybe he went for lesser knowns um or dancers uh because there is a lot of well there's not a lot of dancing um so i was not a fan of the original i was excited about this one uh the trailer was intriguing obviously 
the reviews have been up and down. Um, just to give a frame of reference, it's got a 64 Metascore, 7.0 IMDb user score, which I like to look at that to see what kind of general audiences are thinking. Um, I can't imagine this being that high for general audiences, to be honest. Well, 7.0 on IMDb terms is considered average. True, but it, I mean, it's 21,000 reviews, which is small for a user, uh, so obviously it still hasn't been seen by a lot. Um, this is available to rent uh, digitally or on Redbox, um, which is how I got this movie. I went to Redbox and snagged it for under two bucks. Um, and I got to say, I didn't dislike it. I definitely didn't hate it as much as you did, Sean, because you, you hated this movie, right? It was one of your worst of last year? Yes, it, I despised it. It was the biggest disappointment of last year, hands down. And I, that was part of that because you liked the original so much? Uh, part of it is because I like the original so much, and but about 75% of it is just that it's a pretty awful movie. Like, it's just not a good movie, in my opinion. Um, I think that the story is aggravatingly straightforward, and the like, it's just way too long. It is too long. And by the hour and 30-minute mark, I just didn't care anymore. And so, like, when all of the stuff starts happening, by that point, I'm already checked out of the film and have no desire to keep watching it. Now, um, I will say, before I get into my overall thoughts, um, I, I liked uh, Tilda Swinton a lot, as I usually I do. I did as well. Um, you know she also played... The Doctor? The Doctor. Yeah, I, I, I didn't notice it during the movie. Um, I watched... I, I don't know what the channel's called now, because it used to be ATZ on YouTube. And that's what I searched, because he does a lot of cool, like, explaining, like, endings and stuff. And I figured he'd have an interesting take on Suspiria. So I went to watch him, and it came up on a different channel. But um, he's the one, I think, who pointed out, and I was like, wait, hold on now? What now? And, yeah, I was a little surprised to find out that she was the doctor. Um, totally unnecessary. Like, it's right. good Impressive. performance. Yeah, yeah, because I definitely had no clue. Um, I like Mia Goth, uh, who I was most familiar with, I think, Cure for Wellness. I liked her more in A Cure for Wellness, but Me you too. hated that movie. <laughs> um, I yeah, you know, I guess over time I had forgotten how much I apparently said I hated that movie because in my head I thought it was fine. Like I love that movie. <laughs> I didn't love it. I definitely didn't love it, but I, I don't remember. Like I don't feel I, like I hated it, but I guess maybe I, I, I said I, think I, I did. called that one the best trip in the world <coughs> to like a Walmart because like it like the first three quarters of the movie are brilliant in my opinion and then the last quarter was a letdown mm. and so that's why it's like but Suspiria like I was intrigued for maybe the first third of the movie and then like the rest I was just like I don't care anymore I actually um, at the press screening I saw it at um, all of us went in with very high expectations we're like yeah we're gonna love this movie and then we walk out and every single one of us hated it like nobody liked it, so. Well, I I didn't hate it. Um, I did, though, find something opposite what I was expecting to find. Uh, it made me appreciate the original more. Um, partly because this was so on the nose with the story. Like the original, I felt the story was too, kind of all over the place, and there were things that I didn't like about some of the visuals, and uh, like honestly, the opening murder sequence in the first film. I, I still was, like, so disappointed just by the whole thing. I thought, I was like, what the crap? And I have only watched it the one time, so maybe a rewatch is, is warranted. But um, this, like, 
there are so many scenes of witches having dinner yeah. and there's no mystery at all about are they witches like the the first movie that's a it's a slow burn that you discover what's really going on I, from what I recall, at least, again, I've only watched it, it once. Was. But, yeah. I, I saw it right before the original. Or right before I saw the remake. So, yeah, and, yeah, and this is just like, no, no, here it is. This is what you're going to be dealing with through the whole movie. And I was okay with that. I was like, oh, cool. There's no, that's not how they're going to go about this. They're going to have horror right from the get-go then. And there is a really, I think my favorite scene in the movie is one of the, the first death sequences, uh, are you talking the mirror room? Yes. That scene's good, but like that's like the only good scene in that movie, in my opinion. So, again, like, best scene like, in the film. Um, because, again, best doesn't mean that it's the best scene of any film. Just in true. this movie, it's like, my favorite, when I think back on this film, that's going to be the scene that I remember yeah, more than anything else. Um, and, you know, I thought Dakota Johnson, I, I'm not a fan of her per se, Um I, she I did a very good job in this film. Like, not everything about this film is terrible. I just think that the story was so aggravatingly bad that I just could not stand it. Like, it just, I did not think it was good because of the story. Yeah, the, there were some weird, weird choices in the story. And again, because there's so many dinner sequences with voiceovers that, like, even the voiceovers aren't even in the scene that we're watching so it really feels like we're just chilling at dinner while these conversations happen at a maybe more interesting setting um uh, because it's and it's gives so much exposition given through that and it's like wow this movie's two and a half hours and you're barreling through the story with this dialogue on top of nothing happening of like people having dinner and there are there are some things that happen that are aggravating and i don't really fully understand again um, which I had issues with, like, some of the things in the first film, but I did have to say after this, I was like, yeah, I think the first film does a better job of letting you f- wonder, because there's no, there's no mystery, or in, like, the movie ends and you're just like, yeah, okay, I guess, yeah. and did you, did you know there was an after credit scene? No, I there's, left. There's I a freaking care. after credit scene, dude, and it's, and it's, it's stupid, it's stupid. It doesn't do anything. It was such an unnecessary shot. It was almost like it, they forgot to trim it off or something. Like, it was so... Uh. Like, I, I actually... Like, <laughs> by that time, I was just like, I don't care anymore. I'm gone. I I had to go see the Nutcracker afterwards, and that wasn't any better. No. Like, it oh, was man. just... It was two bad movies in the same day. And that morning, um, I had already seen The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which wasn't bad. I like that. But movie. I was slightly disappointed by it. So it was like slight disappointment to like full out like terrible movies at the evening. God, I, I wish I could have seen. Did you see Buster Scruggs on the big screen? I did. Man, I, I wish I could have saw it. That would have been really cool to see on the big screen. Um, I, I love that movie. Uh, I don't love all it's six. Not impressive on the big screen as you would think. Like true, but I mean, I like I like the theater atmosphere. So, yeah. um, anyways, uh, my my take on Suspiria, it's not as bad. As Sean felt, uh, which is not to say Sean's wrong, of course. That's just, I, I'm glad I didn't hate it because I had to watch it. So I'm always glad when that's the case. I did I did feel frustrated at times, though, and I definitely was ready for it to end. Um, I also, I, I'm not going to talk about the ending because we are going to go spoiler-free. I forgot to mention that, listener. Uh, we're not going to spoil any of the movies we're talking about, so you're safe to listen. Um, I did, uh, though, think the ending felt 
so forced and so like shoehorned in and then it delivered on something that I it had expected in the first film and didn't get um which I won't say for spoiler reasons but uh I was like yeah but it 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 eh, it just wasn't it wasn't a satisfying end in my opinion at all so overall I would say you can skip Suspiria um unless you are just curious like you want to see for yourself of course then I encourage that but if you were on the fence um, two of us are saying it's not worth your time, um, especially because you, you would give this on your scale. I would go uh, not a total waste of time because there was stuff I enjoyed and I, I didn't hate it. Like I wasn't that, like that's skin where crawling. I am too. I'm not a total waste of time because, like I said, there were some parts that were decent. I just think that the story is so bad that the movie is barely watchable. Yeah, and, and the story, like, I didn't think it was bad. I just felt like it was it was so. It, it wasn't it wasn't structured well at all and so yeah it, it, i guess bad is a fair word um but because it just i guess i'm accepting i'm not a big fan of witch stories anyways so i'm already kind of like you have to convince me that this is good and they didn't like i like the craft and i think that's it um i can't think of another <laughs> witch movie right now um i like I, the Bubba itch that you don't like i i've the actually been itch. wait what the witch the, yeah the witch the yeah. baby itch as it was stylized uh, on all of the marketing material i am i am uh considering rewatching that though because i've become a fan of anya taylor joy and i did have a lot of issues understanding what was being said by the father in the movie so i thought maybe if i watch it with subtitles then maybe i'll appreciate it more <laughs> i can totally understand that and i think that would be a very good idea so yeah i've been i've been thinking about that because you know uh this is unrelated but it's related Anya Taylor Joy is, is uh, going to star in Edgar Wright's new movie. Yes, I saw that. I'm so excited Very about exciting. that. Yeah, um, and it's it's going to be in London and horror. I'm like, yes, yes, I love all of these things. Um, cannot I've wait. I've wanted to see an Edgar Wright horror film since Grindhouse. Oh, that's right, the teaser. I mean, technically, yeah. you could argue Shaun of the Dead qualifies, but um, true. But I I'm not crazy about that one because I don't like zombie movies that much. So I, yeah, I, I don't I want, like love a, zombie I, movie. I want like a true horror film. I, I'm I'm excited to see if he goes full horror, or if it's gonna be like comedic horror, because mostly he's done comedy. Although Baby Driver has a, a there's humor in it, but it definitely goes more dramatic. I would say towards the end, but it, it does. Um, all right, that's um, Suspiria. That's what I had to watch for the bad movie. I picked Teen Wolf two for Sean. Um, Sean, what was your experience with watching this movie? So this movie was much harder to find than it should have been. Um, when John picked this movie, he picked it because it was on Hulu. But what he didn't realize was that it was on Hulu if you had the stars add-on. And so I didn't get to watch it on Hulu. But I do subscribe to stars. So I went to the stars standalone service. And for some reason, Team Wolf 2 wasn't available on the Stars standalone service. It was only available on Hulu with Stars add-on. So I ended up having to rent Team Wolf 2. And honestly, I'm really sad I didn't buy it. Because oh. I actually kind of loved this movie. Oh, great. Like, it has an 8 on Metacritic. It does. And I honestly don't think it should. Because this movie... It's like cheesy 80s, but it's 
just cheesy 80s. Like, I don't see how this is any worse than all of the other cheesy 80 movies that come out. And I had a ton of fun with it. Like, there are issues, but I enjoyed the heck out of it because I like cheesy 80s movies. Well, there you go. And Jason Bateman, young Jason Bateman, um, possibly his first movie? I don't think so. Oh, wow. God, he started really young then. Um, I'm a big fan of Jason Bateman. My wife loves Jason Bateman. So th- those are like movies that are like a must. If we if he's in something, we're probably going to end up watching it together. Um, I haven't seen this since I was a kid, and I all I remember really was the wolf boxing. Um, but I, I love – I'm a big Michael J. Fox fan, especially 80s Michael J. Fox. So I love Teen Wolf. And I do like the original as well. Yeah, it, and this is loose relation because he's his cousin. And um, yes. the dad shows up, though, uh, Uncle Harold in this movie because he's not the dad. Um, yeah, so, man, okay, so neither of us hated the, the bad movie, which is good. Um, yeah, I, I will say, though, starting out the movie, there was just the opening credits were 2.5 minutes of, like, two and a half minutes of people walking. Ooh. while an alma mater play. And so I'm watching this, and I'm laughing, thinking, like, this is going to be the worst thing in the world. And, like, then it picked up, and it was cheesy and funny, can't be fun. So I I really enjoy it. I'm glad you made me watch it, and I'm probably going to end up buying the double pack now that it's on sale. Yeah, it's on sale on Voodoo. I, I don't think I own the first one. I own it, but not digital. I have like a, a weird Blu-ray that my wife found at some store. It was like in a, it's not even in a normal box. It was like in a bubble pack. Like, you know, like a, like you get action figures in those bubble packs. It's like that. Um, it was like a Dollar Tree or something. And so it's not even in a, a, a case that I can keep it in. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But um, I'm looking through like the stills on IMDb. This is, he's in college, not high school here, right? Yes, he's in college. And I will admit, this is one of the most unrealistic like portrayals of college I've seen, but it's also a very eighties portrayal of college. Like every eighties college movie you saw would be like campy in this way. So, so the picture I'm looking at is Bateman looking at a sign that says no dogs allowed. Does, does this play on like that? Like school tides kind of like racism at the school. Like he's not accepted because he's a teen wolf. Do they go that route? Yes, they do. I could see that being why a lot of critics don't like this. Like, that, you know what I mean? Like, that's like, no, no, that's a dramatic, like, idea to put into a Teen Wolf comedy. <laughs> I, I guess I can get that. I mean, I don't know. I didn't try to think too deeply into it. I True. just have fun with it. And I, I really enjoyed it. I'd say it's a decent watch. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that makes sense because it's, it's not trying to be taken too seriously. It's, it's a movie about a werewolf playing – or not playing, I guess, boxing – a college level like it's gonna be silly right like it's it's not it trying is. to make any major points or change your life um so yeah there you go teen wolf 2 um if you have S- stars hulu add-on apparently it's still available and or you can buy it uh digitally on different platforms so all right check out if you haven't seen it in a long time and uh so we we had to pick two bad and those were our bad and then we picked two good movies, and um, Sean picked for me all these small moments, uh, a film that title I keep screwing up, <laughs> <coughs> and it is um, 
technically released. Actually, I realized while I was watching this, this came out while I was at Tribeca last year. Yeah, it played at Tribeca. Yeah, it, it played right after I left, though. Like, it was like the Thursday oh. after I left. So I, because I was bummed because Kevin Smith was going to be there because Harley was is in the movie and they were there to do okay. the the premiere. And I was like, oh my god, Kevin Smith, because he did um, the Today Show, which was like a block down from our hotel. And so I was like, I, I missed it because I slept in because we'd been staying up to like midnight watching movies. And I found out that he was at the Today Show. I'm like, dude, he was like two blocks away from me, like one of my heroes. And I missed it. Um, and then I found out about this movie and I'd forgotten the title until I was watching this. I'm like, hey, I wonder if this was the one that was at Tribeca. Sure enough. Yeah, it was. And uh, the premise is a teenage boy's infatuation with a woman. He sees on the bus further complicates his already tumultuous adolescence. Um, stars Molly Ringwald, uh, Jamima Kirk. I'm sure I mispronounced that. I think yeah, it's fu- Kirk, I believe. Ah, uh, Harley Quinn Smith being so high on the billing is surprising to me too. Um, yeah, she's not in it a whole lot. But uh, you know that she is the um, sister. Uh, um, Jemima Kirk is the sister of Lola Kirk, who was in like. Um, Mozart in the Jungle, and is her biggest thing, probably. Ooh. So, yeah. That's the Amazon TV series, right? Yes. Um, Brian Darcy James, Brendan Meyer, and David Joseph Craig. Oh, wait, that's not even... Why is he ahead of Simon? Sam McCarthy. Um, wow, they have a freaking customer ahead of the brother. That <laughs> really? Is, yeah, and he's in this movie quite a bit. Um, he is. Uh, directed by and written by uh, Melissa Miller Costanzo. Um, Sean picked this, uh, because one, he really loved it and yes. it's a coming of age story, which are movies that I tend to very much love. Um, and I very, I like this movie. I, I didn't love it and I, I definitely wanted to love it. Um, I, what I did love though, was I loved, uh, Howie Sheffield, who is the main character. I thought Brandon Meyer did a really good job with his character. I, I do agree with that. Um, I liked him a lot. I also liked Sam a lot, the brother, uh, Simon, but Sam McCarthy's the actor. There's something, one, they they look like brothers to me for real. And I, I kept checking their last name. I'm like, no, they are not related. But there's <laughs> there's a similar quality to their facial structure that the casting was really spot on. And I like both of them. Um, my, I, It's not really a spoiler, but there's a scene where Simon is crying and Sam like follows him out and is like, I've never seen you cry before. And I really like that moment, and then I don't like the follow-up moment, which is nothing happens. Um, and that I, is... Do you, do you mean... I, you said Sam and Simon? Sorry, sorry, Howie. Howie comes Howie. out to Simon, and okay. it's like, I've never seen you cry before. Sorry, you are correct. I did use the actor and the character name of the same person. Yes. <laughs> that is called being sick, folks. Um, <laughs> brains don't always function, but... Um, that's kind of my issue with this movie. One, some of the dialogue felt very written. And I don't feel like I, it was the actors. I do feel like it was the writing. I can understand that. Yeah, I definitely saw that. Um, again, like, I don't think this is a perfect movie. It's just a movie that I enjoyed. And yeah. on some levels connected with some levels I didn't connect with. Um, People who watch the movie will probably be able to figure out which level I did not connect with, but um, yeah, uh, honestly, levels, the, I thought we were super sympathetic. The biggest disconnect to me is his group of friends, because 
I don't think any guys I've ever okay, okay. So I'm going to talk about this because I have to. They are, they we see at least three scenes I think where it's Howie and Simon, and then their two friends are in like a garage watching TV, and they are supposed to be such hornballs that they are getting aroused by a spelling bee at one point and then later they're watching like workout aerobics and they are physically demonstrating their arousal around each other first of all but it's also this isn't like a throwback movie this they all have iphones they have the internet those were some of the scenes i did not like connect with yeah and um the whole the whole relationship element of the film I didn't necessarily connect with either. Which which relationship? Um, With Jemima Kirk. Got it. Yeah. I didn't connect with that. I, I know what happens. Yeah. I get that. But, and I, I thought it was well-written enough, but I, I don't know. I did like how it did feel like something that could actually happen. Yeah. But it, that was one of the weaker elements of the film, in my opinion. I felt like the stuff with the parents, though, mm-hmm. um, was super resonant, and I definitely connected a lot with that. Uh, and I, Molly Ringwald's really good in this. Um, and yeah, I and the dad who I've seen in stuff, but he's apparently just a character actor that I'm just—he looks familiar. Um, but I like their relationship. I also like one of the ways we learn about them um, that initially we don't realize they're in the same room, like the way they show it. And then, like, it's revealed that it's counseling. Like, I really like that whole arc. And yeah. then, um, I I actually thought Harley Quinn Smith did a, a, a solid job. Um, she I has just felt like that storyline was kind of underdeveloped. It was. I I, I completely oh. agree. Um, it's underdeveloped, and it also, I I feel like she worked with the material well, but I feel like the material was inconsistent with her personality because she was very yes. up and down like her attitude and it didn't always resonate. Um, but I do think that she gets a character monologue that I thought was really well delivered, but not really well written. Um, I have an issue with anybody using the word I rem or the phrase I remember when they're, when they're like super young, like it happened like <laughs> a year ago, calm yourself down. Like I remember he was doing this thing and it's like, yeah, of course you remember. Why did you say that? Just say the thing. Because if you didn't remember, you wouldn't be able to tell me this story. It's a <laughs> redundant statement, and it, it drives me nuts in real life. And she says it twice <laughs> in her character monologue. And I'm like, oh, man, I know. And it, I don't blame her. She didn't write that. But but that's, like, kind of a point in certain cases. Like, it's been a, a few months since I've seen this, so I might be, like, <coughs> messing it up a bit. But, like, she was talking about, like, how they were like a different person in the past and like how they've changed. And so it's trying to say like that there's a big disparity between the personality in such a short amount of time. And that's why I think like the phrase, I remember when from a young person, I think that's how that can be used effectively. And I was kind of fine with that. You might be right. Although the time that I'm speaking of is not about her personality. It's, it's she's recanting the, uh, the, the rumor about her. Oh, okay. And so she's, like, recanting the exact moments of how what happened. 
And uh, uh, the first one, okay. again, it is, and that is a pet peeve. Um, so it, it's definitely, some people can ignore that for sure. But I do think her performance there, I bought the emotion behind it. And that was good. Because I've only seen her in Tusk and Yoga Hosers, which I, I think... I like Yoga Hosers. <laughs> I do not. Um, but <laughs> I, I didn't dislike her. I actually still think, I don't think Kevin Smith knew how to use the teenage dialogue that he was trying to use. Um, it, it didn't feel like, it felt like a, an old guy trying to be hip and it, it didn't work. Sorry, Kev. I do love you. But, um, <laughs> I did like this movie for the most part. And I definitely liked the, uh, I think the young cast was really solid. Um, overall, the, the two main boys and I thought Harley Quinn Smith was fine. Um, better than I was expecting actually. <clears throat> and then, um, Jemima Kirk, is that right? Yes. She was good. Um, she didn't have to do a whole lot, though, right? Like, she got a couple of big right. scenes, but for the most part, she's just the uh, the object of his obsession. But Molly Ringwald gets some good stuff in there, and so does the dad. Yeah, it's definitely an enjoyable film. Um, not perfect by any means, but I would go decent watch uh, in my rating system. I, I would go Knock by Golden. In there my you go. Opinion. But I don't regret watching it, that's for sure. So that's always a bonus. Um, and so your good film for this week was? It was The Apartment. Uh, it's a 1960 film from uh, Billy Wilder. And believe it or not, I actually liked my bad film more than I liked my good film. <laughs> oh, no, that's horrible. Yeah. I um, I was not a fan of The Apartment. <laughs> um, I I just didn't connect with it at all. I I did not find it to be funny. Um, I thought it was way too long. I did not connect with any of the romantic elements. And I love romantic comedies. And this film just did not work for me. And there are, like, too many things they poke fun at that they probably shouldn't be poking fun at. Like, suicide, for example. Um, I just... You like dark comedy. I, I like dark comedy, but, like... The way they do it, it's not over the top enough to be like satirical. Like, like if you think like there are certain movies like Harold and Maude, yes, where they're like poking fun at suicide, but it's not like actually like it's not actual suicide attempts. Like this one, they kind of just like shrug off a, like a major, major suicide attempt, and so like I don't know it. I didn't find it to be funny. I thought it was kind of slow. Did not connect with the romance. It's not bad. It's well shot. And it... I just didn't connect with the characters or their story. Man, I definitely disagree with this. Um, but everyone's, of course, entitled to their own point of view. Um, it doesn't have a meta score because it is older. But it does have a IMDb user score of 8.3 with 140,000. Yeah, and um, it's a movie that I think the Oscars pushed me onto last year. I think it won Best Picture. It did win Best Picture, but I think they did some kind of recognition for it last year. Um, it might have been in the I don't know, but it's one that caught my attention. I bought it, and um, I I love Jack Lemmon a lot. Shirley MacLaine, maybe did she win something last year? Did they give like the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award? I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, but it might have been. That's what what pushed me onto it, but. Um, I, I love it. And there's a scene, um, 
with the mirror when he like recognizes like that she's the one and man it's the love triangle and poor jack lemon like them forcing him to let them use his apartment as the like bachelor pad for them to have affairs like it's man it's so crazy to me it was like a one trick pony type thing that and that like the whole thing like was around this concept that at the beginning was kind of unique and original and then it just kind of kept going and going and going to the point I, I just got tired of it by the end I think I think if it were about 30 minutes shorter I might have enjoyed it more but the way it was it felt a little taxing mm. well that you hear it uh, now Billy Wilder wise is this like the second movie third movie you've seen of his or um, I haven't seen any of his movies in a very long time but um I know I've seen some like it hot and I love some like it hot, but I think this is only my second movie of his I've seen. Okay. Never seen double indemnity. I know I need to see double indemnity. I'm hoping to watch it soon. Love that movie. Yeah. yeah, I I, love film noir. So, um, I sunset boulevards on my, uh, must see list. Forgot about that. I love that one too. I haven't seen that yet. That's on the AFI list. So it's on my, uh, soon to watch list. Um, but yeah, so, that was the good. Um, yeah, I would give it. I give it a decent watch, probably. I don't remember what I gave it. I feel like I went must see though, because I think I really loved it, um, and I was happy that I had purchased it. <coughs> um, but all right, well, that's this week's main episode. Uh, that's the movies we watched. Let's look to next week. What are we going to be watching uh, for the next episode? Um, um, what did I challenge you to watch, Sean? You challenged me to watch, um, for the good film, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, um, which I'm really excited to see. I think I was the only person in the world that absolutely loved the movie How to Talk to Girls at Parties It last seems year. to be. Uh, Matt hated um, that movie. Wow. From, from what I watched now, he really hated that film. <laughs> wow. I absolutely loved it. And so I'm really excited to watch Hedwig and the Angry Inch because I think it's something that I'm really gonna love it seems like my type of movie and then for the bad movie is another one that i think i might end up enjoying um it's dog eat dog it's a paul schrader directed film starring nicholas cage and willem dafoe and so i it's it's got like a 52 or something on metacritic and so i think that one has a chance of being another bad film that surprises me it could be. And that one I picked, I have no idea how it is. I'm interested in it, but I don't want to watch it if it is bad. So I'm waiting to hear how you feel about it. Um, <laughs> Sean picked for me uh, the good film, We the Animals, which he saw at Florida Film Festival last year, correct? Yes. And, and I was able to see it again when I interviewed the director of the film. Nice. Uh, great movie. Which is Jeremiah Zagar? Jeremiah Zagar. Zagar. I tried. Um, stars Sheila Vand, Raul Castillo, excuse me, Evan Rosado, Josea Gabriel, and Isaiah Christian, looks like, and I guess Terry Holland, because it looks like that's all there is. Small cast. Small cast, um, great film, uh, my unpopular opinion, um, it's a very beloved film, but I would say that my unpopular opinion about it is that it's a better version of Moonlight because a lot of people absolutely love Moonlight. I think Moonlight's good. I think this movie does what Moonlight wanted to do, but better. Wow. So, 
and I'm a I'm one of those people that love Moonlight, so I'm that that's some high praise. Um, looking so forward to seeing I, I'm, it. I'm excited to see what you're going to think about this. I've been trying to make you watch it mm-hmm. for a very long time, and just haven't had access easily, and uh, so now I do. I have a reason I, to watch yes. it, and I will. Um, yes. Then the the, the, <laughs> the bad movie, the the ultimate revenge movie, because last year in the Take Five Challenge. I had the opportunity to revise my list and I made Sean watch Norm of the North because he made me watch 50 shades freed on opening night. And, um, my, my punishment like <coughs> was way worse than 50 shades freed ever could have been. So, and I didn't know that cause I hadn't seen Norm of the North. Um, <laughs> but I have to watch Norm of the North keys to the kingdom, the sequel to the apparently horrible original film. So I'm and, not excited. And- on top of that, it is a direct-to-DVD sequel yep. of an it already horrible film. Could not get Rob Schneider to do the voice, and God knows he needs the work. So, speaks bad. And sorry, Rob Schneider, if you do listen to the podcast. Keep listening. Um, But, seriously, you've done nothing recently, because Adam Sandler didn't even cast you in his last uh, Grown Ups film. So, um, Norm of the North, Keys to the Kingdom... Oh boy, uh, I'm not looking forward to this one. Um, I don't. I am not going to watch the original, so I'm going into the sequel blind. Um, I, I get the I get the gist of the the premise. He's a polar bear, uh, has a key to the kingdom. But, so, but then you're going to miss the scene where uh, the character voiced by Kim Jong tries to shoot up a sushi restaurant. Ooh, that's dark. That, that happens in the original one. Like he's trying to like tranquilize norm with a gun and he just like accidentally keeps hitting other people in the sushi restaurant so (laughs) that's ironic because i picked that movie because we changed our films because we thought they were too violent yes and i accidentally picked an animated film that has a scene where that happens yes that's wow um did not realize that so my bad (laughs) (laughs) well folks that's the episode um you can follow along again. You can subscribe to the podcast. Um, I write at BurkeReviews.com, and you can follow me on social media at BurkeReviews. Sean, where can they follow you and read your reviews? I write for PopAxiom.com, P-O-P-A-X-I-O-M. Uh, you can follow the website on, on at PopAxiom on Twitter or Instagram, and you can follow me on, uh, at BigTunaFilm on Twitter or Instagram. And we'll be back next week with our reviews of the other uh, four movies that we are watching and our picks for the last episode of the month where we have to uh, find out, are we mad or happy with the other person? (laughs) How will we reward and or punish them? Um, I think Sean's already picked his movies. I have no clue what I'm going to make him watch just yet. I have have a short list ah. of films that I am going to pull from. Well, I hope you love both of the movies next week. I have like a list of potential <laughs> picks. Some good, some bad. <laughs> oh boy. Well, folks, keep listening. Uh, find out how Sean decides to treat me, um, his former teacher, now friend. Uh, he might be cruel. He might be nice. Who knows? Um, you can, again, if you like the podcast, rate and review us. Tell your friends about us. Share it on your social media. Help spread the word about BurkeReviews.com and our all of our movie casts including Top 5 Movies and Movie Club. Until the next episode, keep watching movies.
Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight show's filmtastic selection of podcasts. Covering the entire movie-verse, there's something for everyone, so come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers.